0: You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress.
1: I'm getting ready to step out in faith and share with you valuable information that is of the utmost importance for you. And as we go into this, God is going to open your understanding of the times. And my job in the body of Christ is I am a whistleblower. I have been commissioned to tell everything that I know that is behind the scenes. Now, of course, because we're online, there's some things I have to trail back a little bit. But I will definitely share with Pastor so he can share with you at some other times. I am here for you. I'm in the place I am in for such a time as this for you, and we will go into it in great detail today. But before we do any of that, I want us to pray. I want to thank so much Pastor Ellis, the entire team. Let's just give Pastor and his family a hand right now. We are friends, and we have finally got to get connected on the local front instead of just around the world. And... At times like this, we need to support ministry like never before. Amen. Amen. I'm feeling everything out when I do this. But we need to support ministry like never before. Where we are headed is all the things that we have been praying for. And we're going to need to be unified. I know you know that things have changed. There's been a shift. We're headed somewhere. This is all a part of God's plan. But we need to be unified like never before. And it gives such honor to Sister Pasley, incredible family. And the, the wonderful partners in crime, Todd and Tiffany and John and Char, so awesome to see y'all and to see the Reed kids. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I remember, never mind. But everything Bethany said is true, and we so appreciate what the Reed family has done and been a part of in our life. Matter of fact, I don't know if we would be in ministry the level that we are without the seeds that were planted from the Reed family. So I just want you all to know how much we love your family. Amen. Now, I'm going to read just two verses. And then we're going to pray. And I do want to reach people who haven't joined the church yet. Okay? I'm coming for you. I don't know what you're waiting for. This is the best thing that's ever happened to you. If you haven't been baptized yet, can you just touch your neighbor if it's socially in, in order? And just say, what are you waiting for? We don't have much more time. And I am surely coming after those of you that are deciding if you're going to keep living for God or not. This is no time to backslide. I got some people just staring at me. Amen. Now, so what I'm going to read is following along those lines... Okay, of helping us understand and get a sense of urgency. Now, if you would stand with me, because I want us to pray as well that there would be a revelation in here. Often when I travel, and Bethany and I, we travel around the world, not just on behalf of the church, but because I am an ambassador, and we are involved in tours of duty and all of these things. And no matter where I am, there tends to be something that could go wrong. Power goes out, storm, hurricanes. It's just like everywhere I go, the enemy is trying his best to stop me from sharing what I'm getting ready to share. So I have found out that first thing we want to do is kick the devil out of here. If he happened to try and show up. I wish somebody would help me right now. So we're going to pray after I read these two verses. Matthew 24 and 13. Matthew 24 and 13. And then I'm going to read 14. So I want 13 first. I might have gave, so it's the prophet, the wrong scriptures. Amen. It says, but he that shall endure until the end. The same shall be saved. I understand we got a number of translations coming forward, so I want to make pauses to help them to keep up. We do this often on other levels. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Then it says, and this gospel... Everybody say, this gospel. This gospel. There's only one. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. Not optional. It's going to happen. God's going to find somebody. It's going to happen. It shall be preached. It shall be preached in all the world. It will happen. It shall happen. It will be preached in all the world. For a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Right. I don't know if you're pre-trip, right. mid-trip, <laughs> you may be post-trip, you, know, you may not even know what trip means. <laughs> I don't know where you're at. I'm ready trip. Right. I'm just... Okay, I get what you're studying, but I just want out the first ship that's leaving. Okay, everybody that studies it makes sense to me. I don't know, but I just want out. But I do know this. The Bible says when you see the message spread, that will be the end. What it says does not require any severe translation or interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> it says, this gospel is going to be preached in all the world and then shall the end come. I'm getting ready to prove to you that that is happening right now. Right. Yeah. If you'd help me put your Bibles down, tablets, cell phones, and I want us to pray. Lord, in the name above every name, your body, God, today, body of Christ. Lord, I pray you help me reach the people that are in this room and the people that are watching that we will get the revelation you're trying to give us. You are an individual God as well as a collective God, but we need an individual God that will sit next to us this morning and make sure we're ready to meet the Lord before we get out of here today. Whoever needs to be baptized, they need to be baptized today. They need to quit waiting. Whoever needs the Holy Ghost, Lord, we need a move of God. I bind the devil that would try and hinder this service. I, somebody help me say, I bind the devil that would try and hinder this service. In the matchless name of Jesus Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and just worship for a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. If you get excited, put your mask on and run the aisles. Praise God. We need to get back to praising God. We can't let some situation, some sin, some pandemic, I don't care what it is. God has still been good to us and we need We need to show our praise. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I've been so blessed. And we were having a wonderful talk last night at dinner, Pastor, and with the Griffiths and with the Living Goods, the Living Goods, Amen. We were having a wonderful talk, and um, we were talking about how amazing it is when God uses us and we are unqualified. God will qualify the unqualified if you'll let him. In your Bible, you'll see a lot of unqualified people all of a sudden become qualified, and everybody, everybody's scratching their head, and God is saying, it's not about them anyway. It's about me. I can use a kid to kill a Goliath if you'll let me. I, I can qualify the unqualified. And, and I am so blessed to have been allowed by God to be in the position that I am in and to have a front row seat on the global stage. And I want to be the one to tell you firsthand, not secondhand, not thirdhand, not what somebody told me. I'm the one that's there. All right. I'm here to tell you firsthand what Bethany, Bethany and I have seen and the revival that is taking place to prove to you that right now we are living in the last days. It is happening and unfolding right before our eyes and this is about to explode like never before this is this gospel is about to explode like never before so where god has me i have been given access i have been given insider access that i want to show you to prove to you that what i am telling you is true do we have our slides I want to go to our first slide, and I want to show you a picture of where I minister. This is a photograph of the United Nations in Manhattan, New York. This location is where Bethany and I minister, and we have a ministry on a weekly basis at the UN. The UN is not American soil, although it is in America. It is foreign soil. You actually are entering into a foreign country in Manhattan when you go through those iron gates. We minister there on a weekly basis, and God has done incredible things. But first, I must let you know what is happening and what is going on in our world. What we have to understand about the United Nations is it's not just a great place for administrative unity. There is something unusual going on when we talk about the United Nations. The United Nations, let me see my next slide. The United Nations is the administrative body over the entire planet. I know we feel like we have individual sovereignties and all kinds of different things and all of that that's going on. But on an administrative level, I want you to understand something. The UN is it. The UN is a fulfillment of what was stated by George W. Bush Sr. in 1991 when he said it is time that we embrace a one-world system. What he had in mind was an entity that would bring the entire world together. Is everybody with me? So what you have to understand is now today in 2021, under the allegiance of the United Nations is 195 sovereignties. Yes, America is included. America sits on the Security Council itself. America is very much involved in this. And I know we're all into our independence, but can I tell you something has changed. And we need to, as the church, understand that, everybody ready? This world is not our home. You can't come under an allegiance with any political leader, any social leader, any world system. We have to understand that this world is not our home. And you know who we need to follow like never before? Jesus Christ. A lot of people were greatly disappointed this last year during this unbelievable pandemic because this pandemic, and I have been trying to help everybody understand that 2020 is a shift into a new decade, also a new spiritual way of life. There has been a shift. 2020 was unbelievably devastating, but also what God did behind the scenes for us is he pulled the cover off of how fake this system is. Some of you were so in love with different legal, political people, but in 2020, your eyes was open, wasn't it? Because God is tired and he will not share his glory with anybody. What we have to understand is all of this is coming together into a one world system. And we have to pull together like never before. I normally bring my Bible up and I say, here is our authority. Here is our authority. The word of God, you need to trust it like never before. Don't let anybody cast any shadow of doubt on the word of God just because they don't know what it's talking about. Let me explain something to you. God knows and the word of God still works. You're going to find out that's the only thing you can trust in. It is our escape manual. And what we have to understand about this and what is coming together in this one world system, there's a bullseye on the entire world covered by a covering to let you understand that they will not be happy until everything is under one authority. Well, we've heard of this before. We've seen this before. Matter of fact, The tower I showed you is eerily similar to something we could imagine when we studied the Tower of Babel and Nimrod. It's as if it has been built again. Right before our eyes. Well, we know how that went. God came down. Can I tell you, he's coming back. He's coming back. So next slide. Bethany and I and this is a picture. This isn't Photoshop. <laughs> Bethany and I are witnesses to what God is doing behind the scenes. And we have been ministering at the United Nations for eight years. And halfway into the ministry, God said, it is time for my people to know that I am in control. Right. It is time to share with the world what I am doing among." Kings among sovereign leaders. Can I tell you that God's not just going to save us from the gutmost, but He's going to save those in the utmost? Can you help me right now? And Bethany and I are witnesses to what the Lord is doing among the highest elites on the planet. Amen. As we are watching the world come together under a system. In 1951, I believe, 1950, 1951, next slide, an artist who, of course, the painting was rendered unknown, painted this picture some 50 plus years ago when he was seeing the coming together of a system that could not be stopped It could not be penetrated. He was seeing this system come together, and he was looking at it ahead of of time of where this could end. And he, he painted this picture in efforts of saying, oh, if Jesus could only get in the United Nations you have to understand that there is no mixing between church and state so there was never anything really going on there as far as some organized structure of religion so he was hoping that somehow Jesus could step into the united states and into the united nations and the united states you have to understand this the united nations at any given time can have 10,000 sovereign leaders in it it's its own city If Jesus could get in and have an audience to preach to 10,000 sovereign leaders, 10,000 global leaders at one time, you realize what could happen and the potential, because if a sovereign leader gets saved, it's going to be easier to save all of those that come under it. If the king is saved, the people can have church. If only Jesus could get in the United Nations. Well, in 2013, The door opened for Bethany and I to minister at the United Nations. And some people will say, how is this possible? How did this happen? Well, it happened the same way God always breaks into some system. A miracle happened. One of the young ladies that was one of the head people at the United Nations in the Secretary General's office himself became deathly ill and only had days, months to live. They had tried everything, and it was, it was just not happening. All the medical minds could not fix. So she literally was put on terminal disability. You know what that means. You're going home. We're so sorry. We're going to have hopes and prayers for you, but you, we don't expect you to make it. Well, her sister is on my ministry team at our church. And so she's telling her, you need to come to church, you need to come to church, you need to come to church. Well, after that kind of diagnosis, she said, I think I'll come to church. <laughs> Please don't let it be that kind of diagnosis for you to come to church. <laughs> but she came to church. She, and that's a whole other message. I have about 10 messages I need to teach about the United Nations for you to catch up to where we are right now. But this one is of the utmost importance, to help you understand what time it is. So, she comes in to Detroit. We have a wonderful, we're having church, and I'm screaming and hollering, and people are flying and running and dancing and shouting. We're having church, and she's, we're like, (laughs) hi! He's good, you know. And so in the midst of all of this, I'm on the platform getting ready to wrap up the message talking about one God. And the Lord speaks to me. He says, go down and pray for her. Tell her she needs to be baptized. I said, oh, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) You'll find that I'm going to be very honest and, 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 and I, it just kept getting a stronger and stronger burden and conviction on me. And finally, I said, oh, I mosey down. You know how we do. <laughs> you know, you're just making your way over. Sooner or later, I'm there, and I said, praise the Lord. You know, you pray for a couple other people to throw them off, you know. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I gave both barrels. In the name! She's just looking at me. I've lost my power. I said, my Lord, I've been. this was a setup. I probably had too much pizza. That probably wasn't even God. So I just kind of pulled back, and we just get to heaven church. Then I go back a little bit and I say, "You know, the Lord told me that you need to be baptized in Jesus name." She said, "Oh, no, no." I said, "Well, I just what he told me." And we talked about it for a little second and that was it. But that night, late at night, phone rings. She's under complete anxiety and stress. I can't forget what you told me. Why would you tell me that? She says, and when you laid hands on me, it was like 10 times the fire I have ever felt. And I was shocked. I said, Oh! (laughs) Of course, of course. She said, I'm ready to be baptized tonight. We get the crew up. We baptize her in Jesus' name. She gets the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about one of the leaders of the known world is speaking in tongues and baptizing Jesus' name. She goes back to the doctor. The doctor says, you are completely healed. Y'all didn't hear me. That's how God broke into the world's greatest administrative system. Somebody praise him. If he'll do it for her, he'll do it for you. She goes, she, she's completely healed. Oh, I'm getting ready to shock you. Completely healed. Strength back. Goes back to work. People at the UN are the smartest people on the planet. Handpicked, prodigies, accomplished. They're working on behalf of the world's systems. And, and when you walk in with a miracle, it does not compute. <laughs> what are you? What well, how, who, how, what? She said, I'm healed. New converts. I'm healed. What doctor? How? When? No, I went to church and they prayed for me and, and God touched me and I've been praying and then Jesus touched me. <laughs> the world's smartest. What? That's what happened. And it caused no small stir. Everybody's trying to figure out, you gotta understand, terminal disability. She's walking around, hey. <laughs> Intelligent people, you know, they like to diagnose and they analyze. They're looking. This isn't, and so she calls me. She says, Pastor, what do I do? I'm talking to all these people, and, and they're trying to figure out what happened, and I'm telling them about Jesus. I said, you're doing what? <laughs> you're telling the, the, the United Nations about Jesus? Are we supposed to do that? <laughs> she said, I'm telling them what Jesus did. I said, oh, my God. She said, well, tell me what to do. You're the pastor. I said, well, I don't know. We'll pray about it. That's what we do when we don't have <laughs> give it over to Jesus. Can I tell you? I started praying about that thing. And God said, "You go. Tell them what I did. And I'll show you my power." That's all he said. So I consider myself a genius because I started analyzing like they do. I said, that's not going to work. I don't have a pass. And nobody gets into you in. The and I'm not flying to New York. It's not going to happen. It probably wasn't God anyway. But she's calling. What did you get? What did you? I said, what did the Lord say? I said, well, I mean, I really feel like, you know, maybe I could come and explain it. She said, great. I'll, I'll ask them. Click. I said, well, that won't work. I'm off the hook. She calls back. They said, come on. I said, who said what? Who? They said, come on. We got your. We got you pass. Come on in. God opened the door. I said, I'm bringing Beth. In case I don't make it back. (laughs) She can tell my story. I got passes not just for Bethany, but for my team. We're going to the United Nations to talk about Jesus, folks. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We go... And get a private tour of the entire facilities. They walk us through, and I'm playing the part. Very good, very good, very good. (laughs) I don't have a clue. We get to the chapel center. I don't know why they call it chapel center, they don't have church in there, but it's the chapel center. We get to the chapel center and we're waiting on the group to come in and I'm thinking four or five people will come in and I'll bang my hand on the desk and say, Jesus is the healer and I'll go home. No. Jesus said he'll show his power. The doors swing open at one o'clock and it wasn't one or two or three or four people. It was a host of global leaders walking through those doors to try and make sense of a miracle that they, I feel the Holy Ghost, that they cannot explain and they cannot deny. A host came in. You wanna see the picture? Let's see the next slide. The place was full, not just with global leaders, but Islamic leaders, Jewish leaders. Muslim leaders, Buddhist leaders, Hindu leaders, atheist leaders, ambassadors, delegates. You know what they're coming to do? To hear about the one true God whose name is Jesus. Can I tell you we're we're in the last days, we're in the last days, we're in the last days. The place was packed. Yes. And I had a panic attack. <laughs> it just kept coming in. They come in with, just like this crowd here today, they're coming in with their cultural garments on, and they're sitting down, and and they're from all different nations. They're coming to hear about Jesus, you see, and they're going to hear it from just an old school pastor that's going to talk to the global leaders. They're coming like they're coming to some kind of lecture, but what they don't know is God is getting ready to turn the world upside down. So what we did was we created a nice presentation for them. We worked very diligently with all the different medical doctors to get not just a testimony, which we had, but we wanted the real x-rays, the motion x-rays showing the organs moving and not moving. And when the whole system was dead and then when it was healed, we got the real stuff. Because we're dealing with the world's elite. We can't just come halfway. We got to do this right. Next slide. She's up and the organs are up and she testifies. And in that testimony, Miles said, (laughs) and I'm looking. (laughs) Then it's my turn. So I come up. My message was just a few minutes long. I said, as you see, we have all the proof that this is a miracle that cannot be denied I said and you understand she's been working here as long as anyone in the UN it's not fake and you understand she said this was done in the name of Jesus I don't know what God you serve but I'm here to tell you the God that's alive and well his name is Jesus Somebody praise that God right now. Somebody lift, Somebody lift him up. Somebody lift him up. Somebody lift him up. Can I tell you the place was quiet. They were shocked. They're looking around. And I said, if anyone has a need, I don't know what you're affiliated with. I'm looking at all the religious leaders of the world, all kind of gathered throughout. I don't know what you're affiliated with, but Jesus will help you today. I said, everybody bow your heads. I said, if you need us to pray for you, lift your hands. Hands went up all over that building. Muslim hands, atheist hands, Hindu hands, ambassador hands. You know what they're saying? I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. This is something happening that has never happened before. We went to running around praying for people. We saw people falling out in the Holy Ghost, and the United Nations turned into an apostolic church. <laughs> Miracles started happening. Somebody help me! Somebody help me! Somebody help! Only Jesus! Only Jesus! Only Jesus! Only Jesus! He's only Jesus. What a service. I'm completely shocked. <laughs> I'm blown away. At the end of the service, global leaders are pouring business cards into my hand. Call me. Call me. I'm getting personal cell phone numbers of the people you watch on television. <laughs> Call me. Call me. I'm a- I'm going to call. Of course I'm going to call. What was happening? And we were sitting as everybody were leaving, and I had a stack of business cards. And I'm looking at my team, and they said, that was great. And I'm reminded what God said. I said, no. They said, what? I said, we're not done. I'm teaching these people a Bible study. Can I tell you, next slide, we went to teaching hundreds of Bibles. Some of these people, you, you see ambassadors on here, you see global leaders, peace messengers, you see Ban Ki-moon himself, all of these different people we have met, we have taught Bible studies, we've reached out to, that right there is the General Assembly. You see yours truly on the right in the top. We are in a part of unbelievable things. God began to open doors. Next slide great things begin to happen we begin to reach the world's elite we begin talking to them about the one true God no matter where they came from God didn't just do one miracle he did about 12 more medically confirmed miracles in the U.N. Next slide. We've baptized 40 in the name of Jesus. Somebody dance with me. Somebody dance with me. Somebody leap a little bit. Can I tell you the end is coming? The end is coming. The end is coming. The end is coming. coming. This gospel shall be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations. And then... Shall the end come? Are you with me this morning? Never before have we seen anything like this. Never before have we experienced anything like this where people of the highest of levels are not only getting saved, but they are keeping in confidence and confidentiality the message of Jesus and is helping us. Move the message through sovereign nations down to the people. There is a network building. There's a gospel that is growing. Can I tell you, this thing is getting ready to explode. Getting ready to explode. I just started making friends. Just started making friends. Brother Live and Good has been to the UN with me. Some of our greatest meetings. He can testify to you. That it's unbelievable, but he does the unbelievable. It is happening, and doors begin to open as I'm talking, and I'm a confidant, even a confessional, of the world's secrets. Uh, We can talk, but you got to be ready to handle those things. (laughs) Saw the intrigue pop up. Oh, really? Yes, I can tell you about all this stuff going on. One phone call, I can have the information for you. But I already have it all. I'm checking on it myself. But we understanding is the pandemic is not a sign only that we're at the end. It's a symptom. This is a sign that we're at the end. The earth is shaking because it can't go much further. But revival is breaking out around the world. So I started speaking. They started calling me. Well, pastor, people you UN calling me pastor. I'm walking down the halls. I've got a pass now. How did you get a pass? I don't know, but I got one. So I'm walking the part. I'm walking around. People are coming up to me. I need to talk to you, pastor. I'm the, I'm one of the leaders of Burkina Faso and I need help. Baptize him in Jesus name. I'm ready to talk. I need to talk, pastor. I'm a part of Portugal. I'm part of, I'm a part of Puerto Rico. I'm baptizing him in Jesus name. We baptize so many people in Jesus name. We have been working in this field and God is doing unbelievable things. And they're talking to me and they're asking me to do this and they're asking me to do that and they're asking me to speak. At the UN. Constantly I'm speaking at the UN now to the world's elites. Matter of fact, on TV, next slide. I'm talking on TV. This is the General Assembly. I'm talking. They got me praying over. I do all the eulogies. I I did the eulogy and the invocation for the ambassador of, of Nigeria. I just saw one sister. I did, I, I did all of that. I got the video the whole thing and we're just there. She is, And we're, we're, we're working among all of them talking to them, looking for ways to impart Jesus to everyone all over the world. And, and, and I'm speaking at general assemblies on behalf as, as I, and I didn't really know but someone called me. I'm watching you on television. I said, okay. <laughs> Next slide me on tv they said did you look at how the un has titled you i said the un has titled me let me look at it next slide reverend art wilson pastor of the international church at the united nations the united nations just made me their pastor y'all don't hear me jesus has entered the building Jesus has entered the building. I, they did that. They, they're actually publicly posting that under my name. And I said, Well, I better walk a little cooler than I walk. I'm here to help. Unbelievable. There was a time in 2015 when they needed to make an appointment, which is something that I don't have time to talk about in detail, but they needed to make an appointment, and they need to push forward the agenda of the United Nations, of being inclusive, and all of the leaders who I counsel said, we want that to be Pastor Wilson, our pastor. I've got leaders in China, call me pastor. Comes to church. Prayed some of them through the Holy Ghost. This is a big deal. We pray Jewish rabbis through the Holy Ghost. Sure. Hallelujah. And they said, well, who is this? We, we need to make, let's, let's, let's do something for pastor. This is the United Nations. They said, well, I guess we can make him an ambassador. Next slide. So they post on Twitter. Reverend Art Wilson is now the Goodwill Ambassador and Special Envoy on Peace and development for the World Association of United Nations, former interns and fellows. That's my title. (sighs) (laughs) We just called it the ambassador of Wunif to the United (laughs) Nations. But I am now a sovereign diplomat (laughs) because God did a miracle one day. (laughs) Now I represent... And speak on behalf of and carry out tours of duty and work in the sustainable development goals on behalf of the United Nations. So now we're not just baptizing people at the UN. But if I'm doing a tour of duty overseas, I'll get my work done but then I'll say, call all the pastors. I don't care what denomination. I need to talk to them. They call all the pastors and say goodwill ambassador is here. He wants to meet with all the pastors. I get them all there. I preach to them. We pray them all through the Holy Ghost. We baptize them all in Jesus' name. And we build a bunch of churches wherever we go. Next slide. Remember this? We had can. Unbelievably, there's been an unbelievable thing under Ban Ki-moon where he created for the first time in history a topic at the General Assembly on religion. First time. Culminating the 70 years anniversary of the U.N. And we got Brother Stone King to come and speak. That's when the word got out to the whole church world. Everybody said, what? Who? Brother Stone King? And it went viral. Millions and millions. In 24 hours, there was 2 million views. In 48 hours, there was 4 million. And we've been getting about 250 new views every five minutes the last time I checked, which, which gets us to about 50-plus million views of what's going on. And you know what Brother Stone King said. He said, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said I give you Jesus. So now it's being watched all over the world. And it is still posted on the United Nations website to be audited by all that care about diplomacy. They get to hear the Acts 238 message. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. God continued to open doors, and I began to continue as an ambassador to get invited into high-level meetings, talking to kings and leaders of the world. Next slide. And so surely... The doors begin to open for me to speak, and if you see the big picture, that's speaking to the Jewish leadership. Leadership. The top picture is Islamic leadership. The bottom picture—that's Charles Ray. That's that's Governor. Uh, that's Congressman Rangel. You know, the U.S. Congress was in that area, in that room, speaking to all of them. You know what I told them all? I told them about Jesus and the Acts two thirty eight message. They're hearing the message. One of the leaders stood up of the Islamic group when I got done and extended his hand. Everybody said, (gasps) I said, what do I do with it? They said, shake it, my man. He said, you must come to my country. I said, will I come back? (laughs) I'll go wherever the Lord tells me to go but God is opening doors around the world to hear the message. On this All Nations Sunday, I just come to bring you a great testimony. I'm getting ready to close with this. If the musicians can start to gather, I can close with this and tell you. Next slide. Under this administration, something unbelievable happened. I don't know if you heard the whole story, but... I'm a part of the story, so I can tell you. This administration, when they were elected, began to open doors for religious representation in the White House. And they gave me a call. First, I didn't really know who it was. (laughs) I said, Yeah, all right. (laughs) I got to do better, Brother Griffith, I got to do better. you remember how? Okay, I said you're doing great things with the United Nations, and we're wanting to have a Bible study at the White House. I said where? The White House. We want you to come, and we want you to be the speaker. I said. No. (laughs) Yeah. I said, I'll be there. I go to the White House. They send me Clarence to walk right into the White House. (laughs) We go into the conference room. It's full with White House staff and leaders, and and, um, they say, we have Ambassador Wilson here who has a ministry at the United Nations, and we want him to speak to us. And I look and watch all of these White House leaders and officials pull out Bibles in the White House. Now, I was thinking, Pastor, if I see media, I'm not coming back because I know that it's just propaganda. One of the leaders stood up and said, none of this will be televised. No media is allowed in the White House during Bible study in this room, in this area. This is about the Lord. And I said, I'll be back. I talked to them, and I don't have time. I talked to them about John the Baptist and his leadership. And the power of God moved into the White House and I was laying hands on the White House lead. and I just kept going back and back until they gave me my own clearance to come whenever I want. <laughs> just doors opening. And the newspaper was so mad. They were furious because they weren't allowed in to criticize. You see some of the articles next slide. For the first time in 100 years, the White House holds a Bible study, and we're not allowed. (laughs) That's what it says in a nutshell. I was there. It was real. Now, media, I'm going to flash this picture quick, and you got to move on to the next picture, because this is classified, but I want you just to see some snapshots. Next one. Bible study in the White House. Next slide. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. This gospel shall be preached. When you see that happening, Know that there is a messenger running through the world screaming, the end is coming, the end is coming. What a shame. I have been to the backsides and hills of villages in the Middle East and, and the borders of Pakistan and Punjab. And I've seen terrorists and the Taliban get saved. And I've seen people crying and miracles happen. I've seen the dead raised on my tours of duty. What a shame. For all of them to come in, but to come to Calvary and somebody leaves the same way they came in. What, wouldn't that be a shame? How can you justify you love God when you are seeing his hand and it does not move you? God's calling us back to the kingdom. I was in Israel, pastor, on a tour of duty. I was getting ready to go through the new embassy that was moved to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv and um, Baruch Hashem, of course. And so I'm I'm, I'm in Israel and we're going, we went to the embassy and I'm talking to some of the leaders and they showed me this wall and I took a little picture. My camera blotted some of it out, but it's a scripture. We'll read it to you. And um, they said, I said, what is that scripture? What does it mean? They said, this is proof that Messiah is about to come. We etched it on our wall because he is about to come. I said, really? They said, yes. It says in the King James, it says, Ezekiel 34, 13, if we can just show that. It says, and I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. I said, what does this mean? They said, everything is being restored since 1945. And I remembered Jesus say, and this generation, shall not pass until they see the Son of Man coming in clouds of glory. And I looked at them because they don't ascribe to the New Testament. So I said, you're saying Messiah is coming. They said, oh, yes. When we made Israel our restored home, we knew the clock had started. I said, what was the date? He said, May the 14th, 1940. Was it 1948? We're going to read it in a minute. So 1948, they started migrating in 45. And I said, okay. I said, what's a generation? Oh, about 70, 80 years. Next slide. This is in just Google. Just Google. It says on May, in the month of 1948, did Israel become a nation? Yes. On May 14, 1948, in Tel Aviv, Jewish Agency Chairman Ben-Gurion proclaims the state of Israel. The first time in 2,000 years. This is significant. It is a phenomenon because it has not happened, but it has happened now. They have been waiting on this for thousands of years. Folks, it's already happened. And that generation shall not pass. Are you with me? I began to look into this 1948, and then I realized on the next, on the bottom it says, The stage is set for the official opening ceremony of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem on May the 14th, 2018. Exactly 70 years later, they moved the embassy to Jerusalem on the 70th year. There is a countdown going on. They don't know these prophecies. They're just doing what they are to do. We should know what is happening in our midst. Next slide. Last slide. I did some research and found out that about the same time within months, Israel celebrated its 70th in 1948. But a few months before that, so did the United Pentecostal Church. And guess what? At the UN, so did we. They're all fluctuating around the same time. It's like God ignited the time clock for his natural people, Israel, ignited the time clock for his spiritual people, the UPCI, and the world system got ignited at the same time. We're headed for a finale together. You can't make this up. Stand with me. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. Are you with me this morning? Something is about to happen. What's going on with all the unrest, the political unrest, the social unrest, the racial unrest, the national upheaval, pandemics running rampant around our world? The world is in travail. The world is in travail. The Bible says that the end will be like a woman in travail. Well, what does that actually mean? It means that something's about to happen and be born. Somebody said to me one time, they said, the world is about to just go nuts. I said, no, the world's in contractions. Jesus is about to come.